Turn up. Y'all know what time it is. Time for the Rundown Sports Podcast. I am your host, CL. And you can find us at therundownsports.wordpress.com, at the Rundown Sports on Twitter. You can find me at CL, the main event on Twitter. And joining me via Google Hangouts, got the homie. Slim, a.k.a. at Easy's Life on Twitter. What's happening, bro? What's good, big dog? How you feeling today, man? Man, I'm cool and cool and man. Ready for this big game? Got I'm, to know that. They've been talking all week. Two weeks, matter of fact. Trying to figure out if this going to happen, what if that happens, what the weather going to be like. Is it going to tarnish Peyton Manning's legacy? All this extra nonsense that ain't have nothing to do with nothing because when that whistle blows on Sunday, they're going to have to play the game and whoever has the best mind, the best game plan is going to win. Now, with all that said, you know, we just had media week. They call media day on Wednesday, but it's more like media week to me because that's all it's about all week is Interview here, interview there, appearance here, appearance there. It's all media. So, anything stand out to you for media week besides Marshawn Lynch coming out and actually saying something? Um. Well, I mean, I'm still going to stick with Marshawn Lynch. It wasn't the fact that he came out. Dude really looked uncomfortable. It's like he just didn't, it's yeah. like he didn't want to be out there. It's like. Yo, hoodie I'm on really, with the shades I'm really uncomfortable like y'all really put me out of my element right now mm-hmm. it's not like I don't want to talk to y'all apparently like he don't, he don't like it you know what I'm saying that's not his thing It's and it's cool for him not to let that thing you know speaking out to the media be his thing because you got Richard Sherman on the team if you want somebody to talk to talk to him you got the spokesperson of the year in Russell Wilson you can talk to if you need some comments. Marshawn Lynch don't want to be bothered with that. He ain't got time for that. Michael Robinson was funny as hell though. Gotta know that though. Gotta know that. (laughs) Yeah, boss. You got to know that boss. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going in on that one, bro. But uh, I guess as we talking about NFL, we can talk the Super Bowl. Let's just go over a few things that I looked at I'm looking forward to I'm going to start with a couple players that you're watching uh, 
I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then I got some of these prop bets, and I want to get your takes on some of those. So you ready, bro? Mm-hmm. Got to know that. Now let's do it. Going into the Super Bowl, you got the number one defense versus the number one offense. Set it again. Give me two players from either team, whether it's a matchup between two players or two on the same team or just two players from wherever that you feel you need to watch because it's going to tell you a lot. I believe you're going to need to watch, which I believe will be a very, very intriguing matchup. The Earl Thomas... Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it because a lot of people not saying it. Wes Welker. I'm going to be watching that too. I'm going to watch that the whole game. That's I'm that's de- that's a good matchup for him be, just because of Earl Thomas's size. Yes. So. You think they're going to play man on him like that though? I mean, how else do you stop Wes Welker? Like, you can't really stop him. You can slow him down. But if you give this guy a split second, him and Peyton Man a split second to read his own, the ball's going to get in there for four yards. This it's is gonna true. Get, it's going to get in there for six yards. They're going to dink so, and dunk you to death. So you have to play a man, and that would be the perfect matchup because remember how I told you earlier, well, I mean, I don't want to get into go, go ahead. Go ahead. It's your turn. No, go <laughs> ahead, man. Go ahead. Because remember how I told you earlier that it can be two receivers shut down. Mm-hmm. And that'll be one receiver, and the second receiver will be whoever Richard Sherman is guarding. But if Earl Thomas can shut down Wes Welker in a slot and his lead the linebackers to play just good, solid defense on Julius Thomas. I think Cam is going to be on him because he seems like he is the, the tight end stopper on Seattle. I mean, I, bl- I believe he is, but I don't think Cam can stop him one-on-one. You don't think he could take Julius Thomas? He took Vernon Davis, man. He shut but, J- Vernon Davis down. But Vernon Davis is soft. Vernon Ooh. Davis is soft. Shots fired. Is, is, he's, he's soft. He, he's a great player. I'm not trying to take anything from him, but he's soft. You're talking about Julius Thomas, you know what I'm saying, the six-six tight end who's a, a big guy, who's a basketball player, who's going to jump. He's not just speed. He's going to jump. Vernon Davis came in the league as just speed, basically. Yeah, but he's known to go up to the ball and go grab that thing because he has that size, too. But he doesn't use that size like everybody else. He's soft. Mm, He's mm, soft. mm. He reminds me of Jeremy Jeremy Stevens with a little bit better speed. Oh. Jeremy Stevens and Vernon Davis. I don't think I heard that comparison before. You heard it. You heard it here just like Joey Porter. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna give you my two that I want to watch. And on Seattle, I'm really looking at Bruce Irvin because we all know that Peyton Manning is going to do his thing, regardless of how good that defense is. Peyton Manning will catch you slipping, so it's not even a. a a factor as far as can he get it done the thing that they're trying to get established is that run game so the other person to be watching is no Sean Moreno and the key is who's going to have more success between those two if Bruce Irvin is in during run plays and he makes tackles he doesn't get 
you know, out of the play, over pursuing because it's a counter, then yeah, Seahawks have a good chance at winning. But if no shine is breaking his way and Peyton Manning knows that he's going to be aggressive, hey, it could be a long day for them linebackers. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's my key to the game anyway. Ask me before the game, what's my key to the game? Is Denver <laughs> running the ball? Denver running the ball. If Denver cannot run that ball, the game is over with. I don't care how, when, or what happens, what time it happens. I don't care if it happens with 30 seconds left on the clock in the fourth quarter. Denver will lose the game if they cannot run the ball. Right. Point blank period. And Peyton Manning won't get touched more than he got touched all season in one game. Now, that's a couple questions going into this game that I've been thinking about as far as the long-term ramifications. Everybody's been talking about the weather and what is that going to do to Peyton Manning. By the time Peyton Manning is done, because you can see in a career year, this late in his career, he's not slowing down anytime soon. So there's no reason to believe that he's going to retire that's a non-story. But if for some reason they get a bunch of snow and win, is that going to tarnish his whole career because he couldn't get it done in a blizzard in New York MetLife Stadium? That's actually it, in New Jersey. <laughs> it shouldn't. I don't believe it should tarnish his you know, career at all. His legacy but the way they view it, you know what I'm saying, they're going to view, like, the greatest quarterbacks went out there and they wanted any type of weather. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether it, you have to be the greatest. And which is going to be unfair because we already know who's better between him and Russell Wilson. Yeah. So it, it's really unfair, but you already know the media, the the record books, the Hall of Fame, the way everybody's going to look at it. Even if they don't hold it against them, when they talk about the man, they're going to they gonna hold it against them. The Peyton Manning haters are salivating at a windy-ass Super Bowl. They are praying for that. I can tell. I can smell it. Everybody that doesn't like Peyton Manning, which I don't understand why. You know, me, myself, I'm a fan of greatness. Me too. That's exactly what it is. That's why I'm a fan of LeBron. Right. I'm a, of, I'm a fan of Durant. I'm a fan of all these guys that everybody hates on. I'm like, I mean, come on, these guys are greatness. Y'all are witnessing greatness. This is exactly. something you can this, tell this your is grandkids about. You know what I'm saying? Upper I watch echelons. This is this is past the average player. You gotta be good to get into the NBA and to get into the NFL. But these guys are two steps above everybody else. And people hate them. I don't get it. But I think it shouldn't. I think Peyton Manning should be not looked at because he lost two Super Bowls and he won one. I mean, that that might that might not make him the greatest quarterback ever, and it might sound bad, but I can't really hold it against him if he lost it just because it's in a storm. Now, if he goes into this game and he gets completely shut down which I don't really see happening 
we might look at them different. But other than that, I can't see me looking at Peyton Manning any different than I do now. I feel like he's one of those players that got a lot of opportunity to get into the playoffs every year. One of the most consistent players ever. And when you talk about greatness, who is consistently great over time? And that's what Peyton Manning is. <sighs> All right. I'm through with that. Ready to have some fun? Got to know that. Y'all know I want to talk about some of these prop bets. <laughs> this is my first year really getting into that because I became a Bill Simmons fan over the last, I guess, year and a half. So I hear them talking about betting all the time, and I'm picked up on the lingo. So I think we could talk about it on the podcast because the prop bets is real funny. And you know, especially if you at a Super Bowl party, it's always something you could go down, see who wins the most, might throw a dub in, you know, have some fun. So uh, you get a chance to look them over? Yeah, I looked at a few of them. Alright, I'm going to give you one that I like. The one that popped out first to me. Will no Sean Moreno cry during the National Anthem? <laughs> Four to one odds on yes. One to seven on no. I'm taking the yes. Even though you wouldn't win much money on it, I'll take that. How you feeling? Yes. Them was some oh, big man. tears he had earlier in the season. Mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. I I don't think he will, bro. You don't think he's gonna cry? I don't. I don't think he will. It's a lot of emotion built up into this game. <laughs> a lot of feelings, a lot of preparation, a lot of blood, sweat, and definitely tears going into this game. Oh man! So what? So you saying no on that one? No, I don't think you will. All right, I'm gonna have to write these down so I can keep track of it. All right. Oh my goodness. Okay, how many times Peyton Manning will say Omaha during the game? The over and under is 27 and a half. I'm I'm going. I'm taking the under on that. I don't think he's gonna say it that many times. I do. I think he's gonna say it more than that. He says it every time. Like they say, he's going Omaha crazy. He, have you not listened to the games lately, bro? It's like he's doing it. He's doing it on purpose now to get a, another sponsorship by somebody. Like I don't know who. Peyton Man going. Man going Omaha ham on him. He's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta know that. I don't know. You think he's trying to get the Omaha steaks, or uh, trying to get Peyton Manning day in Omaha? Something. I don't know because he's saying it a whole lot. He's saying it on, on just about every time they go to the line now. I think they might. He might switch it up. He might hear about the prop bets. Some some is telling me that he's not going to say it that many times. That is a lot of Omaha's. <laughs> twenty twenty seven twenty eight. That is a lot. I'm I'm taking the under on that. If I had to bet money, okay. Uh, next one I see. How many times they'll show Archie Manning during the game? Over, under on two and a half. Uh, over. Over. How many yeah. times do you think? I'll say about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
to I say about five, six times. Five, six times. So you saying almost two times a quarter? I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna say more. It's not gonna be two times a quarter. It's gonna be like once in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Maybe once during halftime. And then, showing, I don't think they'll show them during halftime. No, I'm not like saying during half. I'm talking about like going into halftime and stuff like that. I don't think they'll show them then. And then I believe the rest of them will be at the end of the game when it's, when it's coming down to the wire and stuff. And either they're celebrating up there or they're looking worried. You know what I'm saying? They're going to keep going back up there. Mm. I, I might go over, but I think it might be at about three. I don't know. You see, which ones you liked on there? My shit just went down. I'm not supposed to say it like that. Will <laughs> okay. Will which coach? Ne- which which uh, coach will we mention first by um, the name of kickoff? That's almost like with the coin toss. That, that's pretty much it because whoever gets the coin toss is gonna get the first mention. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go with Pete Carroll. Okay. I I think Pete Carroll because I think he's more of the the journeyman story. I think that might just all go into it. You know, especially if they got the ball first. But uh, I don't feel good about that without. Who, who you got on that one? I feel like it's the same thing, but mm, yeah, it's gonna be the same thing. Actually, no, I believe it'd be Pete Carroll either way, <laughs> regardless of the kickoff, because it might be like Pete Carroll and his number one defense go out there, or it might be like. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, you know, take the field first, something like that. They're not gonna say nothing about Denver's defense if they take the field first. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, I mean, you know, John Fox, Jack Del Rio, they'll get all that going. I don't know, man. Now I got one more. Okay. Do you think that announcers? Would say the word marijuana during the game. I was gonna bring that one up too. Uh, I'm gonna say no because there there's really no way that that that's gonna come up naturally. I don't I see that. Like- I don't see it coming into the flow of the game anywhere or being a story, even in the blowout. I feel like it might be if somebody gets hit with concussion-like symptoms. If somebody get popped, you know what I'm saying, they got a concussion, that it can possibly hard and go down again. Yeah, maybe he need to go smoke some weed, you know what I'm saying, something like that. I don't. I still don't see that happening. I would really – I really would doubt that. I'm thinking about Troy Eggman and Joe Buck. That don't really seem like the type of crew – that would bring it up. <laughs> uh, not not with this big of an audience. Uh, we'll go through a couple more of these and then we're going to talk something else. 
How many times you think they're going to say 12th man? The over under is on two and a half. I say about. I don't know. I say give it over, and I think about five, six on that one too. Five, six. Oof. It might be more than that. I told you if it's they, the Seattle Seahawks fans are buying tickets two to one for the Broncos. When it starts to rock, man, what's the first thing they're gonna say? Yeah, they're gonna say the twelve man. We go. I don't know they're about five six. I, I probably would have put the over under at three and a half because I probably would take three. You, are, you, are you saying during the game? During the game. Yeah, it's gonna be about yeah. <laughs> I say three. I don't know about six. Yeah, they got a lot. We're gonna have to write this down. Uh, and last one, how many times are they gonna say beast mode over under on two? Over. I give out three, four. Damn, so you think they just gonna show the Seahawks all kind of love. Yeah. So as long as they're doing what they gotta do. We're gonna see about that. I don't think they're gonna talk about the Seahawks that much. They gotta get some some of that paid man in love in there. They got to kiss his ass a little bit more than that, man. They're not going to go straight Seattle the whole way through. That's a little too much, man. <laughs> the, the game had to be a blowout to get that much Seattle. Really? I think so. I don't know about that. All right, bro. Who you got? And then we're going to move on to some NBA. Tough one. I hate being in this situation. Me. Oh man. So, do you want to know who, like, <laughs> like statistically, who I would go for or who I want to win? All right. Who? What are you rooting for? And if you were betting money, who would you pick? Oh my goodness, you kill me with that one too. <laughs> That's the best way to get it because when you bet money. The best thing to do is take the emotion out of it. That's how my brother-in-law wins a lot of money on Atlanta Falcons fans because they bet with emotion. Uh-uh-uh. Okay. Who I want to win is the Denver Broncos. You like the complete Peyton Manning greatness story. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Who I think is going to win... I hate to say it. Beast mode. Mm. <laughs> Russell Wilson. I'm I, I'm looking at it, man. I'm just looking at the way the team is just coming into the they handle the whole media week, you know what I'm saying? Like they they're loose, they're ready to have fun, they're ready to go out there and do their job. They know they're not supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? They it's like they just going out there to do what they have to do and win this game. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you earlier, it's like the team that focuses the most, it seems like, always is the team that fails. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying to say that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying that's what always happens. But it seems like the team that come in there so focused, like, yeah, we got to win. I mean, have you heard the goals? You know what I'm saying? The goals are to stop Marshawn Lynch, stop Russell Wilson from getting out of um, the pocket. They had to do one more thing, and the last goal was we must win. Like how do you make how do you make that a goal? You know what I'm saying? Like you already that's know that's what, you, that, that's what you have to do. <laughs> like that's not no simple thing that you could just say. Oh, I'm finna do that going into this game. No. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. I feel so you feel like, on that. 
I, I feel, feel like they coming in at it just the wrong way. Not not saying that, you know what I'm saying? That's not the way they get prepared. I just feel like they coming into the Super Bowl the wrong way. And I just feel like the Seahawks, you're going to see Russell Wilson up there calm. You know, man, I just I just did it for my teammates, you know. People say I was going to be here, but I don't know. I just started to play football instead of baseball and come on the Super Bowl. You know, I'm not, I, I don't now, know. Okay. <laughs> One more thing. Before we Speaking of Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson winning a Super Bowl. What does that do for Johnny Manziel coming into the draft? What is that doing for Marcus Mariota when he comes next year in the draft? Is there going to be more of a shift? Is it going to put the new generation on the map to say you can win Super Bowls just like this with these type of quarterbacks? Okay. Now, I believe it, it might be perceived both ways. I mean, people might rush some, you know, some premature franchises. You know, I already know what I'm talking about. Some of them, they just might rush and go get a Johnny Manziel. You know what I'm saying? Without the the structure to build up a Johnny Manziel. Now, on the other end, not every quarterback of Russell Wilson and you know what I'm saying Kaepernick and Cam Newton's ability have come and flourish in the NFL. It's still a hit and miss. Right, but you know the offenses are changing and it's all about playing to the strengths of your players now. And I think that's a thing that is going to be even more prevalent going forward. You won't have to be so polished as a passer if you got the arm and especially if you have the IQ. I think that's key when we're talking about Russell Wilson. It's all about that IQ. And Johnny Manziel on the field is amazing. It's instinctual. But is it going through his mind what he's doing and reading the defense at the same time? But I don't know. We're going to have to say that for another day. I'm, I'm getting too too much into my head. It's things I'll be thinking of. <laughs> I'm going to just say, I'm with you. I kind of want to see Peyton Manning go ahead, win the thing, get his second Super Bowl, and come back, try to do it again, and take his place among the greatest. But I just can't get past Seattle on that defense, and I can't get past Russell Wilson being able to make the plays. And Percy Harvin is healthy. 100% 100% ready to go in the game. And that just flipped everything on his head. I don't, there's nothing you can do to prepare for Percy Harvin when you don't have any tape on him but, like, 10 snaps all season. That's not going to get you what they're going to do. At all. You, I don't think Denver be ready. If Percy Harvin is a X factor, you're not going to know what to guard. So... That's going to be a problem for them. <sighs> I can't wait for this game, though. This this has been something I've been waiting on, and I'm ready to go ham on that one. I just hope Peyton Manning time ready to retire before Matt Ryan gets to the Super Bowl. That's I don't know about that. But uh, let's, <laughs> let's talk a little NBA, man, and uh, we're going to get out of here on this. Cause I think we're gonna say that little all-star thing we was talking about doing for the next podcast. 
Cause you know we got things next week. You know, let's get a little closer to the All Star ballot. I mean, not All Star ballot, but the All Star weekend. But uh, last night, pretty pretty big game. Thunder Heat blowout in Miami. Thunder win. KD going off as usual, as what seems to be expected nowadays. I tweeted earlier, oh, KD went off again, and I brushed my teeth this morning. Like, that's how often this dude is going off. It's, it's just a nightly thing. And I'm just attribute the whole loss to the fact that Kevin Durant just went off again. Because, I mean, the Heat didn't play their best. Defense wasn't as sharp as it needed to be. They turned the ball over a whole lot. I was real disappointed in the way they played because I thought that game would be a little bit closer. And it seems the farther they got along in the game, the more Kevin Durant got hot. And if they missed a shot, Kevin Durant made two. Every single time. Kevin Durant was on fire. So, and the thing that was really troubling was D-Wade was back in the lineup. And I was feeling that would be something they really needed going into a game versus Oklahoma City. But he didn't seem to jump in where he needed to. Because he's been gone. I mean, he wasn't, to me, he was there for a distraction. I mean, that's basically, how do you expect him to come in? He's been gone, what, five games, and you want him to come back and just be the Dwayne Wade, you know what I'm saying, to take that pressure off of LeBron? They weren't even worried about Dwayne Wade. And he proved why. Like, he, you can't just do that. Who do you think you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Basically, it's flashes. You know what I'm saying? Who do you think you are? That's why they're going to get him back into the, the rhythm of things right before the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Depending on who they're playing, what seed they get, they might start him getting in the rhythm of things the first round of the playoffs. Yep. You, you and, know, hey, you know that's his new nickname, right? What? Flashes. Yeah, flashes and greatness. Yeah, because it used to be flash. Now you're just getting flashes of it. So, shout out Jalen Rose on that. I, I was, I like that one. That's pretty much what you're getting. Like you said, through the playoffs. And I think that's when they really going to turn up on D-Wade. You're not really seeing the whole, the whole heat right now. They're trying to get Greg Oden minutes. And... I think whatever it is they're trying to retool, they're tr- they're really focused on getting it, getting that routine together. Come after the All Star break, I'm not worried about anything that he do before the All Star break. I wouldn't be surprised that he still got new one seed. They probably will, but it's. I mean, Indiana wants it more because they feel they need that game seven at home. Miami doesn't need the game seven at home. They'll go anywhere and beat your ass. That's just what the Miami Heat do. (laughs) I know the homie Brian Anderson, who was on the last podcast, said something a little ridiculous, like the Portland Trailblazers was better. Then who? (laughs) Then the Heat. What? Yeah. (laughs) I like, bro, you fooling out here. How? I don't know, but he feels that that young squad could take the heat for some reason. He said it's all 
Lamarcus Aldridge. See, you should have been there. That's why I got to get you on when I'm doing these interviews with the bloggers. Because I don't want to do that. Why would I want to? No. This guy said, why would I want to be on the air? Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, nah, look, man. That's what I'm saying. We we could have smashed him because I, I handed it to him when I said that. I was like, bruh, out of everything you said, because he said the OKC Thunder, I give you that. And then he said the Indiana Pacers, too. And I said, okay, if that's your opinion, I give you that. But he said the thing that was keeping them back was D-Way's knees. And he felt that would keep them from being better than the Trailblazers. I still don't know where he pulled that from. But I don't see. Is he a Portland fan? No, he's a Thunder fan. So I'm so confused right now. I don't know. I really tried to get him explained. I could not get a straight answer from him. I don't. I don't know what the hell. I don't know, bro. But you know, Indiana to me is the only other squad that's gonna get in their way. Oklahoma City can if they're 100% healthy. But we got all season to talk about that, man. Long way to go. Long way to go. Well, not really, but I don't know. But something that is going to change real soon, and we're going to get out of here on this. Um, David Stern is retiring from the NBA. He's leaving right after the All-Star break. And Jason Whitlock wrote an article giving a lot of criticism to David Stern for the way he shaped the game because everybody is building David Stern to be the greatest commissioner in sports of all time. And statistically, he's the Peyton Manning of commissioners because he owns the statistics category. Now, he said a few things and... I kind of agree with some of it and some other things I don't agree with so much. But he basically says that David Stern gets a lot of credit because he became commissioner about five years after ESPN launched and one year before Michael Jordan gets drafted. Then he also criticized him. You said after ESPN was launched? After ESPN was launched. It was five years or so after they had launched. Another thing he was critical of was the focus that he put on stars. And he says that created something very negative in the present day game that he probably didn't think of when he was doing it. Now, I'm a little 50-50 on that because, yes, it does affect what we have now and you get situations like Carmelo, you get situations like Dwight Howard you know, Chris Paul so on and so on that's because these stars are so big they pull so much weight on the team that it forces them to make moves that they wouldn't otherwise do with other players But the other half of that is the fact that stars sell the NBA. Before he came along, there there were stars. Dr. J was in the league. 
Will Chamberlain was in the league. You can't, you know, George Gervin was in the league. A lot of guys was in the league, but it wasn't until he took the whole Magic and Bird thing and really pumped that. That's when you really see the excitement built. Because now you look at NBA teams, everybody's got a guy you want to watch on that team. If you don't, you're not selling tickets. Exactly. And it doesn't take much because now when the Atlanta Hawks have Sacramento come to town, you want to see that game because you want to see Boogie Cousins. Rudy Gay. You want to see Rudy Gay. You want to see them boys ball out. You want to see Golden State because they got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. You want to see Portland because they got Damian Lillard and LaMarcus Aldridge. These guys are stars in these other markets that aren't always as traditionally big. And you got to give them credit for that. And then you got to give them credit for the fact that he took the game to this global level. You know, I don't know how you feel, bro, but I know when I talk to other people about sports, the only people that really ever talk baseball, way out of my demographic, you know, closer to older men and some guys that are real regionalized, you know, people that are homegrown Georgians, they talk about the Braves because they came up during the the best Braves era. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't see why baseball was neck and neck with basketball. Basketball is smashing it because they don't have no stars in baseball. Uh, I mean, I guess it's just... I mean, how many baseball stars can you name, bro? For me? Yeah. Um, Like, current stars? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's... Alex Rodriguez. Oh gosh, I got one. Oh. Alex Rodriguez, I got one. You that's can't a that's a falling star, bro. I'm <laughs> <laughs> more like the glow in the dark sticker in your little girl room. <laughs> but it, it baseball seems it's like baseball is a pastime that is it never goes away, and that's why you it see doesn't it. it doesn't go away. I'm not saying that it's going away. What I'm saying is it's not as popular as basketball. But it is because you have to realize that a lot of these different states and different countries that baseball is in, football and basketball is not in. And that's why no, you that, see that. I, I'm going to stop you right there. Basketball is everywhere. There are more third many, world countries many, with Dominican Hope Republic Dream players. kids. But how many Dominican Republican basketball players do you see? That's not where the I'm, basketball talent come from. It's coming from Europe. It's coming my, from East Europe, from Lithuania, my, Ukraine, and okay. My point is, you making my point exactly though. Baseball is coming from a whole different demographic too. You know, that's why the whole baseball. Okay, you know what I'm so they're they're taking players from them de- different demographics. If there was some tight uh, NBA dudes with some handles from Dominican Republic. That was like Papi and just threw it behind his back. You know, we they'd be down there in a minute. But that's just where it comes from. But what I'm saying is, as, as big as baseball is, because it does have that global appeal, unlike football does, because football in the NFL is more of a 
you know, American thing. But I feel like basketball is just as big. They're always going to different countries with the NBA. They're always taking trips to China. You know, the FIBA World Championships, there's NBA players on almost everybody's team now. You got, you know, three, four squads that's viable in the conversation because they got three NBA stars. I mean, look at this, though. You got the Little League World Series with different countries playing baseball every year. Not just one country. Like, these, they got little people. <laughs> they got, like, 15 and 16-year-olds traveling the world playing baseball. Not just no AAU. They, they, they're literally... You don't think they got them FIBA teams? They got FIBA teams just like that. Not with no 15, 16-year-olds. They don't have... Bro, they a, got FIBA a, teams. A, they don't bro, talk about... They, they I mean, they got... Television. They got an under-19... World Series, bro. Okay, because... It's, it's te- that now you're getting more into a, of a that's an American pastime type thing. That's it's big here because it's people's kids. It's baseball. That's something that's been going on. That's like the spelling bee being on ESPN. I'm not even it's just say something it's big they, in America though. I'm not, it's I'm just not something here, they show. I'm not gonna sit here and say baseball is still that big in America. But I feel like baseball has its roots more all over the world than football or basketball. How? Because it was here first. So was basketball and football. The only game that ain't came from here that's global is soccer. No, I'm saying baseball was here, period. Baseball was the first game, period, that everybody went to a stadium and sat down and watched everybody play. Okay. That's why they called the Great American Pastime. That was 100 years ago. And it's been here a hundred years. So I mean, how, why, why do you seem like you're surprised that it's is number one? It's been here a hundred years, but it's not even close. I feel that I don't like it. <laughs> I don't watch it, bro. Like, like the longevity, the baseball World Series games are getting ratings numbers on TV comparable to Sunday night football games during the regular season. But that's in America. What do you mean that's in America? That's just telling you how popular the sport is. In America. So you so you so so wait, so you're saying that baseball because of the Little League World Series and more of that cultivating aspect is bigger all over than basketball. Yes. Okay, I'm looking like this. I I don't know, I really can't name a, a star, you know what I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying, man. But, it's, but it's about stars. If you don't have stars, One there's nobody to American. identify with. You need stars. That's why the NFL is so good. Quarterbacks are stars. Wide receivers are stars. When is the last time you heard of an American getting a $120 million contract? That's in only in baseball, man. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. When is the last time you heard an American get that? Robinson Cano just got that. He don't say, he, that don't even sound American. He's, he's black. He signed at Rock Nation. I guarantee he's not all the way American, bro. He might be born here, but I bet his roots not American. And that's why, why so why does that matter? Because that's what he he was brought up on. One last time you think of what or how many friends do you know that just play baseball? I know some white boys, that's about it. 
Okay. And who? What's that? American. Yeah, but I also know a whole bunch of people that play basketball. And that's. How can I say it on here? But I could get anybody. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Nah, bro. But this what I'm saying. When you talking NBA and you talking basketball and you going worldwide, I bet you anything. It is more likely for me to find a pickup game of basketball going on in more countries. I'm not going to say damn baseball, but just as many. And I feel that the impact that NBA players have is more global than MLB players just because there's so many more stars. Okay, I mean, that's when I'm. That's but that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Like David Stern, he that making that star aspect is going to keep the NBA growing at a super high rate, more than baseball. And I think he could eventually catch up to be a little closer to the NFL. It's going to take some new things to get people excited. I think they really got to jump on the fantasy thing. They need to find something new to do with the fantasy aspect, and they'll probably get a little more appeal to it. Because right now it's a little choppy, but once they come out with a new form of doing it, I think that's going to help them go. But Adam Silver has the plate now, and I think he's got a lot of good ideas. He's going to freshen up some things. So, you know, it's time for a change. Gave me something else to talk about Cause I love NBA I've been on NBA since forever That's the only commissioner I've known Since I've watched the NBA And uh, I, I don't know I just see him I just think about all the different Suits I've seen him Shake hands with At the NBA draft You know when they come out with the The white red velvet cake suit you know shaking David Stern's hand as the number one pick and boy uh, Jalen said he wore red and white because he thought he was going to the Clippers so he was trying to match the hat (laughs) got took by the damn Nuggets but uh man alright man we running a little long on that one we got a little heated on that last discussion but we got to come back next week. We got to pick our all-star team, our oh. street ball all-star team. I'm going to come up with a name for my squad because I think we're going to smash y'all, bro. Oh, no. I think my team going to be trunk tight. Oh, no. All right, no. Nothing but space in my hand, bro. All right, no, I'm going to do to you. Got to know that, bro. I'm but really going to hurt your feelings with, the, with my first pick since I got it. I'm going to hurt your feelings. All right, well let's 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 chop that up, and um, we're gonna come back and do that one next week because it's a heavy week. We want everybody to ingest this one, and then we'll come at them fresh with a nice, nice little fantasy draft style on them on them street ballers. So uh, y'all know where to find us at the Rundown Sports dot WordPress dot com at the Rundown Sports on Twitter. 
Get at me at CL the main event on Twitter. Easy's life on Twitter. And uh, y'all let us know what y'all think about this. Oh, subscribe on iTunes. We need that love out there. I see y'all coming, looking at the blog, but I need y'all to listen, download, subscribe, give me some feedback because I'm trying to build this up to something. And if it goes where I think it's going to go, everybody's going to love it. So uh, y'all hold it down. It's your man, CL. We have it easy. We out here. Peace. Howard.